truth. No chaser. All right, all right. So, very special, very special because I have my dad here with me. And we're going to talk a little bit um, about his former addiction. But before we get into that, please introduce yourself, your name, sir. Yes, my name is Frank Glenn Sr. Mm -hmm. And I first wanted and foremost, I want to thank my God for his traveling mercies over the roads. And I want to also thank my son for allowing me to come and visit today. I, I'm uh, grateful for that. I would like to uh, to express my experience, strengths, and hopes, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and share with people that are st currently struggling with the the uh, grip in the grips of drugs and alcohol. Because I had my journey was a dark journey, mm -hmm. and um, I believe that I do have a testimony that would be able to help someone that's out there still struggling. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the, the main goal that we're trying to accomplish here today. Uh, also to give an outlet and sort of a release, you know, for all of our guests here today. Um, for the people out there, can you tell everybody where you're originally from? I'm originally from Harlem, New York, 129th and St. Nicholas Avenue, born and raised. And um, I currently live in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm in Back Bay area, and um, I've been there for, I migrated from Atlanta, actually, um, to Boston, and um, I've currently lived there, I've been there for about 25 years now. Right, and, and, and besides myself, you have two other daughters. Yes, right? I have a, yes, my daughter, Han uh, Hannah Glenn, she lives, <clears throat> excuse me, she lives here in uh, Atlanta, mm -hmm. And my daughter, Nevaeh, she's in Boston with me now. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, this is, again, going to be more so, it's going to be less interviewee, more mm -hmm. so of a, a, a conversation. Okay. Because uh, we might have had a few conversations in the past, but nothing formal, nothing like this, like mm -hmm. a face-to-face, heart-to-heart conversation. But... One thing that we did discuss, you said that we, everybody knows the woes, you know, they, they you can see, if you know you have eyes, you can see, you know, how it affects and stuff like that. I want to start more so from the beginning with you, uh, because it, 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 like we had, like we mentioned the last interview with our last guest, Mr. Ken, you know, everybody's walk is different. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be a traumatic incident that mm -hmm. leads you down the road of addiction. So, right. what, first and foremost, can you tell everybody what it was that you were addicted to? Well, I was uh, addicted to anything that made me feel good and, and that tastes good, smelled good. Um, it wasn't any particular um, drug, but the one that really took me for a loop was to crack cocaine. And I'm sure everybody understand, uh, knows what mm -hmm. the, uh, in, back in the 80s, the crack scene was, it was horrifying to the black community, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about, uh, about eight, 1985, I started my journey and my experiences with crack cocaine. And it just escalated to, 
to the point where it made, uh, it drove me into a world of homelessness and, and, uh, and I never really had a desire to do anything but use. That's all I lived to do is live to use and use to live. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I couldn't see any other way out. It was just, that was my livelihood. That was my lifestyle. And, um, I ran into a lot of adversities in doing that. It was, it was, it was, I, I lost my, I, I failed in several relationships, marriages, and, and it just took a toll on my whole life, pretty much. Um, uh, separation of family, you know, not really caring about doing anything for myself, you know, um, so how, lost, how, how did it start? I'm sorry, really quickly. Okay. How, how, how did it? How did it all start? Pretty much curiosity. I, you know, I just used to hear about the crack cocaine. Crack was supposed to be this, uh, this, this um, wonder drug that made you get outside of yourself. Out you of know? body, and like so, out of body experience. Yeah, I just wanted. I wanted an escape from the realities of life. You know, and so. Um, I thought I experimented with it. I would experiment with it. But the sad thing about it is, they, as they said, you know, you think they're all cliches, but they say once you use you, you will never come back because, you know, you like it so much. And I didn't believe that. So because I thought I was strong enough to be able to 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 combat it. But I didn't. I would, it escalated and continued on and on. And I I just couldn't uh, control it. It controlled me. And so I ultimately, um, it led me to go to programs. I went from program to program. I relapsed on many occasions. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I relapsed. In, I was a, uh, what they would call a chronic relapser. Yeah. You know, and um, I uh, didn't have any control over it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um that was my life. That was a, that, That's where I ended up in, in, uh, in some kind of uh, the lowest, lowest form of life living. You know that you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I now you know although I've never indulged, um, I just off of experience from other family members, mm -hmm. uh, also being addicts, I, it seems to be. That that that's one thing that doesn't seem to be a myth about crack cocaine, mm -hmm. the out of body experience that mm -hmm. people experience that, that people experience when, when when they become users, and how much it takes a toll. Now, it, it, in in your usage and your abuse, give walk us through how it affected you. You know, uh, at the time, your only child. You, you know, and your marriage. What what do you think some of the, the things that you you know that you totally disregarded you you know just just uh just just out just out of curiosity because again I can only mm -hmm. assume but well, those those relapses you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying can you relapse. dive into those a little bit more? Um, my relapses were just just uh, primarily you know. The fact that I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, ready. It's, 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 it, it was like, I just, just simply wasn't ready to quit. 
you know, uh, we try to find excuses for relapsing. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, we, my my wife's not treating me right. She's she's always nagging. These these little try to find any little thing to that that would trigger you to go and use again. And another thing is, I change my my environment. I try to hang around the same the individuals, same. Uh, and you know, and and think that I was strong enough to. You know, I'll tell you one instance where. Um, my brother-in-law uh, was—he was being uh, attacked by some people, and I got a phone call, and and you know it was in a crack house, mm-hmm. and so I went through. I had two years clean. I went to his aid, called myself going to his aid, and I ended up smoking crack with them. You know, yeah. I mean, I wasn't—I thought I was strong enough to be able to handle it, but mm-hmm. it, it, it it just consumed me. Mm-hmm. And see, one thing people will tell you about crack, crack is a very, very cunning type of drug. Mm-hmm. It'll creep up on you. It'll, it'll hit you at a, at a time when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me in most cases. You know, I, I thought that I, I had this thing. Like I, like I said, I was a chronic uh, relapser. So yeah. I've been through many, many programs. And I thought that the programs that were going to really Help me make it through. So if I if I if I can if I can be honest and interject mm-hmm. real quick because speaking from the from my perspective mm-hmm. and I and I'm, I'm pretty sure I can speak for others mm-hmm. you know that have had you know parents go down the same path is it, it creates resentment because we because we don't know the feeling that it gives mm-hmm. the high the enjoyment that you you find behind it for us. It creates the resentment because we just can't fathom someone choosing a substance over their own family. And if they're, what point in time was it, because it might not have been with your relationship with my mom, Mm -hmm. but where did it take a turn where you said, okay, this is enough, it's enough, I have to. When, when, when was that? Okay. I can, I can almost pinpoint it to the exact day. That's what's up. I was living in a crack house, okay, and uh, I used to, there, it was across the street from a, a little white church on the corner. Mm-hmm. And because I come from a spiritual background, religious background, mm-hmm. I um, used to watch on Sundays people going into church and families, you know, they, they, they were... Uh, Seemed to be so happy, and everybody was upbeat and what have you. So I used to sit in that window, and um, I used to long for those days to come back again because your mother and I were in. Your mother was in the choir, and mm-hmm. I was, you know, on the usher board and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, we were very involved, active. Involved we were active church, yeah. in church, and um, so uh, I used to watch that, and I said, you know what? That's where my first love is. That's what I need. I don't need drugs anymore. I need to go and get back to where I supposed to put myself back in the position where I, I'm more familiar with. And I'm safer. Yeah. I'm safer. That's my safety net. That was, the church was my home. And so it ate on me. It ate me up so bad to the point where, you know, one day I walked into a, um, a Bible studies. They were having Bible studies on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, where I really uh, got my 
I, I surrendered at that point because I, I remember the sister name, sister, um, oh God, what is her name? Um, sister Faye, I'm sorry, Faye Childers. Mm-hmm. She saw me, I, I got on my knees and at the, the altar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she came up to me and just put her arms around my, my, my shoulder and said, it's going to be all right, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think ultimately what the, what, what it is, is, is we can go through, I always say, use the terminology, you know, I went through to get through. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I went through all my trials and tribulations to find my God at the level that I needed to find him. And so when I got on my knees and I, 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 I prayed to God, I said, God, if you get me out of this, this situation, I'll never go back. I made a vow to him at that point that I will never return to it. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, you know, God looks at the heart, like they said. You know, mm-hmm. he lo- looks at your heart and he saw the sincerity in it because I said many times before, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit, you know. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't tr- sin- sincere about it. Yeah. And God saw that I was tr- uh, truly uh, remorseful at that time. Yeah. And so... Next, next uh, in two months, I'll be 21 years clean. 21 years. Amen. 21 years clean. Amen. That was 21 years ago that I turned it over. I, turned, I, I gave it up. Yeah. And to this day, I have no desire whatsoever okay. to, to use at any capacity. Amen. And God is so, he's so clever in what he does. He, you know, I was sent to a uh, program. Mm-hmm. by the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a program called Emoja Program, okay. you know. And um, I graduated the program, and I stuck and stayed and went to the meetings and did everything that was suggested mm-hmm. of me to do. And the strange thing about it, I started working for the people for the- as a counselor, drug treatment go. counselor. That's how you get because it. That's I needed how you get to, it. I needed to be around people like myself. Yeah. That, that because I knew that if God did it for me, He'll do it for them, and He can Absolutely. do it through me. Yeah. He can, He can work through me to help other people. So um, I've since retired from that job, but it's like a, it's a calling. It's calling yeah. me back. I want to get out of retirement so Absolutely. I can go back because I feel that we're losing the battle mm-hmm. because uh, in our uh, in our, in Boston, we have a place called Methadone Mile, and uh, yeah, I I, I'm I sure everybody's probably I went, heard I went by there with you before. It, yeah. it, it, it's the, it's heart wrenching to see yeah. human beings walking the streets like zombies, like 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 um, what is dead. it? The Walking, walking, walking Dead, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it, it brings tears to your eyes. I'll sit at a light and I'll just look and see people yeah. actually standing there shooting drugs, yeah. and shooting uh, heroin in their arms, police riding by and not saying anything. So, so, so well, this is, this is, so, uh, now, I want to say, in my words, if I was to get anything from your message, mm-hmm. for one, there's nothing that you really... For, for, from from a substance like this, it's nothing that you can do by yourself. You can't do it alone. You can't. The, the higher power has to, you, you have to have a faith. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to be faith-based somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. whoever you pray to. Yes. Because um, 
I, for one, mm. you know, never told you I'm proud of you. Mm. Thank you. So that's why I asked you to do this. Mm -hmm. Because I knew you were the perfect person to be able to, have, you know, receive, uh, release that message for someone mm -hmm. to be able to receive it. And I hope that whoever watches this will, will get the stronghold message that you just spewed out today. I want you to, so again, I took that message from, from, from you. That's what I got from you. But if you can have any, if you had any lasting, if there's one person out here that you want to save, that you want to look into that camera to and, and, and let them know uh, that everything is going to be all right, what, what would you, what would that last message be to that person? Well, you, you've already, you've already touched on it. Um, like I mentioned earlier that um, I went from program to program, city to city, thinking that I thought it was a geometric cha you know, change that might help me mm -hmm. to, to um, give, give up drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. But until I realized that the, the, that higher power you're talking about, which I call the call, uh, choose to call Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. he, 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 he came into my life, the Holy Spirit dwelled within me and allowed me to, the strength and the courage to just give it up and realize that he will never leave me or he will never forsake me. He was in my corner and he, he, he loves me for who I'm coming out. I'm, I'm, you know, I am today. Yeah. Um, you know, you, we're going to go through struggles in life. But we have to, sometimes we go through these adversities and, and it's trials and tribulations because God is trying to allow us to come to him, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and if you would just, just give your life over to Christ, mm -hmm. give him, I don't know, whatever your God is, I'm not going to say just Christ because yeah. see, some people are Muslims, they're, yeah. they're, they're uh, Buddhists or whatever, whatever your power, higher power is, if you would just just meet that power that uh, uh, elevates you or escalates you into higher heights. It can happen because if you would have seen me 21 years ago, you would never believe that I'm the same person. You know, I had totally gave up on life and, and I had to totally surrender. So that's what I did. Uh, be honest in what you want to do. Uh, if you serious about Wanting to get out of this, the grips of drugs and alcohol, it can be done. And for me, it might not be for you, but for me, I had to choose my God. And he, and, and he never fails me. You know, he never fails me. Uh -huh. you know, that's the word that I appreciate. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. All right. You. And, um, yeah, just, just thank you. Thank you for your, you know, like, like you said, bless God for, thank God for your travel mercy coming down here and doing this with us. And I can't be more humble. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me.